You're listening to The Magic of Wrestling live on Effie Wrestling's YouTube channel. Over to you. Ladies and gentlemen, not only is it WrestleMania weekend, the grandest stage of them all, the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in all of history, this is the biggest episode of the Magic of Wrestling podcast that you will ever see presenting the one, the only, the most magical man in all the sports infotainment from Luton, England, Luke Anthony. Walsh. Boom. I've got to be honest, that's probably one of the best intros I've had. The best. The best. Not if, no buts, no coconuts. The best. It's WrestleMania. It's the you pulled out all of the stops, all of the cards, and you pulled the ace. And as, <laughs> as the shirt says, bang bang. <laughs> Luke, how are you, my friend? You all right? It's WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania. We are hours away, as two British people, we are hours away from the wildest two nights <laughs> in a very long time. 100,000 <laughs> people in the AT&T over two nights. And even across the board, there are twists and turns that neither of us are, are going to be expecting. Um, yeah. I'm pretty damn excited. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, obviously, for people listening, what this is about is we get to learn more about Luke as a wrestling fan. So, we've got some topics to talk about. I'm sure you probably know one of them right now. Then we're going to learn how we got into wrestling. And I don't suppose you've got some things to plug at the end? I mean, I've, I've got a few feathers to my cap. I, I'm a part <laughs> of a few things here and there. You know, I'm, I've, I've got my promo lined up, so it's fine. That's good enough for me. Good enough for me. So, as you pointed out, it is obviously WrestleMania. Now, I've seen the card lightly. What you reckon with some of the matches? Are we excited? Uh, where do I begin? <laughs> we are. It's 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 going to be a roller coaster from start to finish, and. There, obviously, there are some matches we, we just don't know what, what could happen. Obviously, Brock Roman could mm -hmm. go either way, um, whether it be the continuation of Roman Reigns' greatest run ever um, in the 10 years he's been in the company, or this is Brock Lesnar finally taking the title off Roman Reigns, maybe reunited with Paul Heyman. Maybe, you know, this could be B Brock Lesnar's farewell, as some are reporting. Um, then you've got <laughs> Seth Rollins versus Vacant um, and the, the whole manner of names that have been thrown up from Shane McMahon to the Iron Sheik to Gabe <laughs> Stevenson to the, this fella called Cody Rhodes. He must be, he must be enhancement talent. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it, that's going to be wild. You've got Johnny Knoxville against Sami Zayn uh, in an anything goes match, which I don't know whether you've seen Jackass forever. Yes, um, I've recently watched man, it. He's really good. The man got hit by a fucking bull. The man <laughs> will throw himself off the stage and love light a firework up his ass. And that will be sports entertainment. Um, whereas on the other end, you've got you know Logan Paul and The Miz going up against the Mysterios, which you know the sooner that man gets beaten to a pulp, the better. Um, 
yeah, what what else can we talk about on the card, man? It's it's so so full of, of mm-hmm. matches that are dead certs, and there are matches that we still don't know why they're happening. Yeah, and yeah, Mad Cat Moss. Definitely, definitely. So you mentioned these Seth Rollins ones there, and obviously a lot of names have been thrown into the hat. Who do yeah. you think it's going to be? Iron Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Shane Omak. Iron Sheik. <laughs> the, the, the thing is with WWE, and, and they've done this before, Re- rewind the clock to 2018 in New Orleans. They put Braun Strowman with a 10-year-old. Against yep. Sheamus and Cesaro, one of the best tag teams in modern history, um, and they put the belt on on. I've forgotten his name now. Um, the kid, Dominic? the child. No, yeah. Were it, it Dominic? I can't remember. Yeah, it, it, it was stupid. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it anything could happen. Like they they could throw us. A complete curveball. They could give us Cody Rhodes, and you know the American Nightmare becomes a reality. Or they could give us Stardust because you know stars yeah. and WrestleMania. That that, that could also happen. Yeah, um, yeah. I, think, I think thing is, we obviously WWE. You never really know what they're going to do these days. Could be Santina Morella. Let me throw another name out there. <laughs> hey, that's a not a bad show. Obviously, do you think there'll be some surprises? I mean, they're all, it's WrestleMania for goddammit. Well, this I think going into the, the other big talking point of uh, the two nights is the KO segment with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, I was discussing this on Buckle Bomb on Wednesday with uh, the Mean Queen herself, Sarah Bitsky, and Orlando Arago. Steve Austin's been at a few WrestleManias. He was at 32, taking yep. down the League of Nations. He obviously was inducted to the Hall of Fame uh, at WrestleMania 25 up in Houston. Um, he was at WrestleMania 30, toasting with uh, The Rock and Hulk Hogan, as much as people do not want to picture that uh, those three men in the ring. Nope. Um, but he, he, he's, he's fairly frequent within the WWE. He does the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. So the WWE's decision to make a big deal of him coming back into WrestleMania after 19 years... Some, something is telling me that we're either going to see a performance like none other by Steve mm-hmm. Austin that says his neck is cleared, he's been given the go-ahead to have one more match and so on, or um, KO somehow finds nuclear levels of heat and just beats <laughs> him to a pulp and that's the last we see of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Or The Undertaker could turn up. You know, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like interview segments at WrestleMania. I mean, they're few and far between. I mean, if you go back to Piper's Pit, WrestleMania 21 goes Hollywood and LA yeah, with yeah. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, that then, yeah, that was a mess. I think it was was it Eugene or Mohammed Hassan who threw in. Anyway, it was it, it was a messy segment. It just didn't belong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anywhere near near the card, but um. Whether it goes on last is the big question. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. But WWE, you know, they put the w, uh, the Undertaker's retirement on last in Survivor Series 2020. They've, they've, they, they might do it in front of a hundred thousand people just for yeah, the pop. We'll definitely see. What's your other opinion? Obviously, WrestleMania going to two nights because this is, I think, this is the second time they've done this. 
third third year in a row he's gone two nights since of course yeah. the pandemic mm-hmm. and WrestleMania 36 I mean we're, we're British people <laughs> we, we can sleep yes <laughs> right um, uh, fuck you America um <laughs> But um, <laughs> like there, there, there's pros and cons. You can you can tell a story across two nights, and yeah, you you, you can pace a card out, which you know WWE are, are figuring out they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said that, I would quite like to have one more one night WrestleMania back because it's having it all done in one night, having the the all night binge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it's 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 part of the experience. It's part of the furniture. Um, even if it, after five and a half hours of watching non-stop wrestling on the main card, you end up with Ronda Rousey not being able to keep her shoulders on the mat. Um, <laughs> I, w- I wonder if she was able to do the, do that in her pregnancy. Um, I mean, it, it's you get moments like that after such a long like it's there are deflating moments and then there's like euphoric moments like Daniel Bryan uh, winning the, the unified title. So it, it's. I, I I I'm not fully sold yet, but you know this is the first night for for, mm-hmm. for fans to experience two nights of, of entertainment, and uh, I think in weeks to come we'll find out how many how many numbers they do for both nights. The one thing I will disagree with, though, um, obviously by having a two night WrestleMania, they've having to squish in stand and deliveries earlier this afternoon, um, mm-hmm. putting the Hall of Fame right after SmackDown. So you will, we had to stay up to three o'clock in the morning just <laughs> to hear Scott Steiner, a very muted Scott Steiner on a microphone, <laughs> which was rather disappointing. He said moo and didn't say holler if you hear me. Um, but yeah, it's there's there's things that they can work around the schedule, but for the first time in, in front of fans after three years, this yeah, yeah. two nights should work. Definitely, definitely. So, last thing on this uh, topic, which match are you looking forward to the most? Oh, if I had a pound every time I asked that question, I could, I could maybe afford the nine ninety nine to put to watch the pay per view. Um, <laughs> I would go for. I'm, I'm torn between Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville just for the sheer bollocks that he might just end up being, <laughs> and the wild like, and, and just the craziness that could end up. And Brock versus Roman. I think yeah, we yeah, are seeing a match that, you know, they fought each other seven times and have three wins apiece. If you take, even, even if you take the first encounter with the heist of the century out of the equation, they're at three apiece. And this is the, this is, this feels like the, the finale. This is, this is rock, Ho, rock Austin three right here. This is, this is the match there. It comes to an end and it, it could go either way. It really yeah. could. Paul Heyman could screw one or both of them. Um, it could be a dusty finisher. They keep both of the belts. They could do so many things. It, it's too too close to call. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely so many options. So that's the end of topic one. Topic two is a little faction in AEW called J- Jericho Appreciation Society. What do we think? The Jericho Appreciation Society, man. Drink it in, man. Um, let's. I'm. I'm gonna. Uno, reverse the question here. Mm-hmm. What does Jericho have left in AEW? Because when 
Cody Rhodes, we just talked about returning to the WWE. Another name that was closely linked to returning was Chris Jericho because what else has he left to do in AEW? Yeah, yeah. He's become world champion. He had the, 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 the dinner debonair with MJF. He had the state, you know, the, the, the Jericho trials. He had the, you know, he's had the Mimosa Mayhem match with Orange Cassidy. He's done so much in the in the in the infancy of AEW that if he wanted to walk away and go back to WWE and that's where he finishes his career, I think we've got no issue whatsoever in him saying that's me done, lads, or even just retiring full stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jericho appreciates the society. Um <clears throat> certainly a twist, certainly a, a, a new fresh face on the on the inner circle. Um but on the other hand, we're, we're looking at a time where there's a few, a few too many uh, factions in AEW. You've got the Appreciation Society, the you know, you've got the Pinnacle, you've got Team Taz, and obviously you've got the the uh, the club of uh, the Young Bucks and uh, American Dragon, and uh, a few others as well. And obviously, um, your yours and our our, our favourite team of Moxley, yeah, yeah. Regal, mm-hmm. and Danielson as Absolutely. the. Uh, I can't think of the name. Black Blackpool um... Combat Club. Yes, I mean, come on, Black Black Blackpool being represented across the world. You'd love to see it. Um, Absolutely. Yes, yeah, so there, there, there's so many options they can run with um, in terms of factions, and, and certainly with blood and guts. But um, I feel like they might be lost in the shuffle. Absolutely. I mean, that was actually my next question. Do you think they will get lost in the shuffle? Because obviously, as you mentioned, there's a lot of tag teams, there's a lot of factions, maybe some and, too and, many. And, and and this is it. Obviously, we've seen after Supercard of Honor last night where Samoa fucking Joe came back and is now AEW and ROH confirmed. Um, that happened during uh, The Undertaker making his um, cryptocurrency speech. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, Tony Khan could go one of three ways with ROH. He could really use it as a vehicle of funneling his, his expansive roster so that mm-hmm. they have new matches to, to, to play. He has a new platform to, to be able to siphon it out and, and divide it up evenly between Rampage, Dynamite, and whatever ROH want to do. He could keep it as it is and AEW runners their own thing and RH runners their own thing and they run parallel and they never cross over or the nightmare scenario is they they emerge the whole roster and and RH gets binned of sorts and it just becomes a, a B show like AEW dark and it it just loses its credibility and we're yet to see what which of those cards he's playing because as much as AEW's success has been stratospheric mm-hmm. in what where they've come from, you know, all the way back to All Out in 2018. Um, they are going to struggle to keep all of the plates spinning, like we saw with Jay Lethal. Yeah. Um, up until yesterday, was very much falling by the wayside, and now all of a sudden he's back in it with uh, Samoa Joe. Um, certainly throwing. <laughs> If they do decide to go with the Briscoes, they are going to ha- obviously they have some great matches, but they're soon going to be lost amongst the likes of Red Dragon and FTR, of course, the ROH champions and mm-hmm. all the others. 
um, even the Hardy Boys as well. Um, it's just yeah, there's so many layers that could go wrong. Is that we just pray and hope that Tony Khan has has the nous to make it make sense. But put put it put in another perspective when WWE put bought progress and icw and all these other indie promotions we thought great this is it WWE are really going to support these indie promotions and it's going to be a, a great feeder system and, and so on and it, it went to absolute pot austin theory is now shagging an egg um that's that's what it's become hasn't it, it basically yeah <laughs> evolved champion being heralded by paul Heyman, egg that's 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 what it's boiled down to joke put intended Quite literally, it's <laughs> and it's not even Easter. That's that's blooming awful. So the next topic I've got is WWE 2K22. Now I'm not sure how much of a game you are, but I think this is the latest one to release because they didn't release one for so many years. I mean, they, they released uh, 2K Battlegrounds, <laughs> which was which was a very good game for what it was, and you know the the, the arcade rally. It was good. It was a good game um 2k22 yeah i I bought it on on pre-order and i i got hands on with it and it's a great game however they have missed so many small steps in making it the full package that it's it's slightly disappointing um 2k showcase with ray mysterio Mm -hmm. is they've got halloween havoc they've got um the match with Shawn Michaels on the Eddie Guerrero tribute show. But you're missing the triple threat with Randy Orton and Kurt Angle. You're missing the 2006 Royal Rumble. You're missing so many big matches from Ray's career in there that you could throw out and, and say, why isn't this in it? Because it, it, it's, it's and, and not, even, not even the custody of Dominic match. From mm-hmm. SummerSlam 2005, it features in it, which is which is a huge shame because they've got Dominic right there. Um, that they could have included it, and it would have been a much better uh, expansive uh, showcase mode. Bearing in mind, in, in previous years, we've seen some real in-depth looks. Even Daniel Bryan's is one of my favourite ones, uh, where he you play the velocity match against John Cena and all the way through. Yeah, um, my GM mode, it's fun. It's madness. Um, only lets you have the uh, men's and singles world title, though. Um, yeah, that's a shame. You, like you, you think you can book tag teams, but there's no title to put them on, <laughs> which sucks. And no IC, no US, no twenty four seven, no titles that you can really play with. Um, which you know some would say is a small detail, but compared to the last great GM mode of 2007 where you could do all of that and then some and book a Hell in a Cell match every week and still be able to run a show every week. That, by the way, that is a classic game. It's 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 a goated game. I, I mean, I would I would get into a fist fight with anybody who says No Mercy is the best game of all time when I go, well, they can take a look at the later SmackDown versus Raw games. I will fight you. I will fight you. Not just for, for the accessibility but also for the gm modes and just the the sheer madness you could create and the bra and panties <laughs> matches um and the bra and panties matches as well um, <laughs> but yeah um so that so there's that 
Um, and yeah, I think the roster, we've seen five levels of uh, DLC released and part of the season pass. Yeah, I mean, I want it all now. I'll, I'll make them unlockable in-game. Um, the NWO mode. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's a severe price point just for Hogan Hall and Nash and Eric Bischoff and for the NWO entrances um, and not much else to add to the game. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a good game. It, it's certainly one to pick up and, and, and fall in love with WWE wrestling games again. Um, but on the other hand, as a friend of mine said to me, he said, well, this is a great benchmark for AEW to produce theirs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I've seen so many little snippets of it, and it looks a classic game. I cannot wait. It, it's going to be a game that will have to redefine the genre. They've got the, I think they've got the Ukes team on board, or is it THQ, one of them? Uh, whichever one is, is still going strong um, <laughs> to be able to do the engine. And, you know, there are other wrestling games out on the market, the Fire Pro Wrestling and uh, Retro Wrestling and another, another game, but none have had even come close to the sales that WWE 2K does yeah. on, on a global scale. Um, so they will have to really be able to smash it out of the park and, and deliver something that we as wrestling fans have never seen before. Yeah, we'll definitely see, definitely see. So last topic for part one is topic of your choosing now i'm going to hand the reins to you this is your chance to talk about anything you want in wrestling so oh <sighs> um i mean i've got to talk about cody Rhodes. everybody is talking about it and certainly the, the in and out in the last three or four weeks has been a drama that is ongoing and even tonight we'll, we may not even get the full answer as to what we will get from cody rose um i i don't know where where he will go in a, in in wwe when you consider that roman reigns might be the undisputed wwe universal champion by monday mm -hmm. or brock lesnar does cody rose go into the main event no Okay. Does Cody Rhodes go into the mid card? No, he's not. He's he's too good for that. There's there's no yeah, yeah. upper mid card. It's just you're either world title level or your mid card level or your twenty four seven level, and that's the hardest bit to see. Considering Cody is coming in, bearing in mind at the start of the year he was fighting for the TNT title with Sammy Guevara, and now he's putting himself in a position where he could be booked so poorly that he will regret no matter how much they're paying him that he will live to regret joining the company. Um, Absolutely. And I think, I think ultimately what does Cody Rhodes want in return? Because he's going to want those, those zeros, but he's also going to want creative control. And to what extent does he want control? Does, do, are we seeing Cody Rhodes as a producer? Are we seeing Cody Rhodes in, in as much involvement as he is with uh, with AEW for WWE, is Nick Khan even going to tolerate that? Um, and 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 there's so many other la layers like what you know, how is backstage going to take to it, and and, and so on. <clears throat> but if he comes back tonight, 
and he takes on Seth Rollins and he puts on the performance that we know he can produce, we are going to see a re-debut like none other. And we will be talking about it for years and years and years to come. None of this Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania 8, Papa Shango balls up his his, uh, his cue. This will be a moment where we will be blown away and the message it will send across the wrestling landscape will be stratospheric. So he's coming absolutely. out of Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, but what what did you reckon to obviously Cody, Cody leaving AEW? Because I was quite shocked, to be honest. I was in the middle of Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I, I, I'll tell you what I was doing. I was, I think in the uh, Reykjavik National Park, freezing cold, looking at the um, tectonic plates between the North American Eurasian plates. And then I see on my phone that an announcement is due shortly. And I'm like, okay. And then within minutes, I see Cody Rhodes has made a statement saying he's left AEW. And I'm like, you what? So <laughs> what? And, and the way it sort of all came out that afternoon, uh, I, I don't know about you, Liam, but it was extraordinary that he has decided to leave a company. Bearing in mind, he was involved in the feud with um, Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. Yep. He came off TV for a reason we, we don't know, and obviously the interim situation. Um, and, you know, his last promo was not a goodbye promo. It was a, this is, this is what I want to do. And yeah, it was just even now a, a, a huge shock that he's done it. And for him to have gone, what well, I'm, I'm trying to look at the calendar now. Um, he left on the fifteenth of February, and now we're on the second of April, and he's going to re-debut in WWE. That's madness. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we always wonder which wrestler would go from AEW to WWE. The, the one person I would never have on that list was Cody Rhodes. It's 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 the X Park you know return levels of of shock, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, as, as as but then again, that that was that was different times where we're talking about a, a guy going from the NWA to DX, and now we're talking about Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, le- leaving WWE six years ago to go on one of the greatest indie runs, um, at the height of the indie generation. To then form his own company, to then sell out Chicago in 2018, and all the effort he put into AEW, and then to walk away—it's, it's, it's, yeah. Even now, as I say it and I recap it, it's mental. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll definitely see tonight though who Seth Rollins' opponent is. Could it be Cody? Could it be Shane? Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik. <laughs> or Iron Sheik. Or, I will get or, into be, that. Or, or it'll be our truth because that's what they'll do. <laughs> Yeah, we WWE they can slap you in the face, and we don't even know it. <laughs> so that's the end. Of, so it's the end of part. <laughs> so it's the end of part one. Now part two, we're going to learn more about you as a wrestling fan. So my first question is, how did you get into wrestling? How did I get into wrestling? It's a good question. Um, so I, um, I don't know. I just. Was scrolling through the TV one day. I was about six or seven, and I think I stumbled on WWE Experience on Sky One back in the day. Um, 
and it must have been about 2004, 2005, because they were talking about the custody of Dominic ladder match Eddie against Ray. And I'm seeing this, and I'm seeing the spots of Ray flying off the ladder and all that. And I just become immediately hooked and I want to know more. And then, you know, as somebody else I'll, I'll talk a lot about in, in this section, I start finding out about The Undertaker and I find out about the law behind The Undertaker. And sooner or later, I am sucked into the wrestling world and the expansive nature of it all. And bearing in mind, 2005, there was no WWE network. There was no, nope. you know, regular availability of content as there is now there wasn't even highlights on youtube uh it was all mostly word word of mouth and what was on the ww website um and just yeah it all grew from there and here we are all these years later still <laughs> hooked on the same company and <laughs> um to, to even watching the, the hall of fame last night and the, the greatest speech of all time in the Hall of Fame by The Undertaker. Although he didn't look like he was going to sell you a crypto NFT. Um, <laughs> he, he, come on, the, the suit, the, the mic, come on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. He, he's just the greatest. There is no argument against it because for somebody to go for 30 years straight, and, 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 and my entry point was not even to him to reach his peak it was you know five years later that he had the two matches against Shawn Michaels. Then he went on to face Triple H. Then he fought CM Punk. Then the streak finished. Like that, that all happened. Yeah, in five years. But it's 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 the Undertaker. It's, it's great. exactly one of the absolute greatest. So you mentioned obviously the Undertaker quite a few times. Is there any more wrestlers you like when you were growing up? Um, I mean, I was hooked by Rey Mysterio and. Just the, the the high flying nature of him, which is insane. Um, obviously, with the Undertaker, I was transfixed by Kane, um, and then obviously Hulk Hogan and sort of the Randy Savage and sort of the the old guard, really. Um, because once you sort of start delving into the hole, you then find the caverns in in, in which it all comes <laughs> in, and then all of a sudden I'm finding the rock, and then I'm finding Steve Austin, and then I'm learning about Sonny, and then I'm rest of wishing I never went there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, it was just between The Undertaker and, and Rey Mysterio to begin with, and then obviously the more I, I got into wrestling, it was about the John Cena wins Lowell era. Um, and and then Edge with with the uh, rated R attitude that he was he was playing in two thousand and six, um, which again so, somebody we didn't mention it in the WrestleMania preview his his current form as he is now is miles better than what the rated R superstar could ever have done in, uh, back in those days. And bearing in mind he did have live sex in the, in the ring on <laughs> Raw with Lita, um, yeah. so yeah, it's. I th I th I th I th it's just between them, really. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what draws you interest in? What do you like about wrestling specifically? It's the bollocks. It's the madness and the bollocks. Um, as a journalist and as a reporter, especially in the last couple of years, there is so much going on in this world. The war in Ukraine, the you know the COVID nineteen pandemic, the the world with Trump and Boris Johnson and Brexit and all of this and all that. 
And even growing up, you know, you had the war in Iraq and you, you had all the, the credit crunch and, and everything else. And when, when you're a child, you see all of this going on. And you say, well, I need escapism. And so to watch WWE and you get to see a program where it's far from a soap opera. You are seeing physical, full-on matches. You are seeing storylines that will either capture your attention or they will just be complete bollocks, like Kerwin White. Um, <laughs> if you're not white, you're not right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. God, I can't wait to see that in Dolph Ziggler's Hall of Fame package. Um, yeah. Um, stupid things like that. Even the boogeyman as well, as, as Charmel was talking about uh, on the Hall of Fame last night. You see things like that and you just think, there, there, there's no other product like that. That's just that's just <laughs> stupid, but I love it. Um, and and the ruthless aggression era had it all. Even that the, go through to the um, who killed Mister McMahon storyline. Yes, it came to a very very abrupt end for reasons. For reasons. For reasons. Um, <laughs> even as a a nine year old, I'm like. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> yeah, the, the the madness of it all, even even the, the shaving of uh, Mister Man's hair and the hair versus hair match, and then the obviously the illegitimate son with horns woggle and all that. It's it's just yeah. there's no other entertainment like it. You get this the, the great athleticism and the physicality which can blow you away, and then you got the absolute bollocks, which is just beautiful. <laughs> Uh, that answers that question. So you just spoke about what you like about wrestling. Let's turn it 180 degrees. What don't you like about wrestling? Um, when bollocks goes way, way too corny and goes way too stupid. I mean, you don't have to look far to, to see where wrestling is going way off course and it's just hard to see. Um, you go back to the ruthless aggression here and the way women were prancing around in their bikinis and they were doing pie eating contests and all that. Like, yes, I wasn't old enough to hit puberty, but <laughs> you know, it, it, it's like, I want to see a match. I want to see some meaning behind what you're doing, but I'm just seeing your, your, your bazungas w wiggle. And you know, it's, it's not, not what I'm, what I'm there to do. Like I'm, I'm there to see a match. I'm not there to see, you make a proud of yourself. Um, so, yeah, I think there's that. But also, when spots go way too far, um, I don't know about you, uh, and, and this is my key example, the eye for an eye match. Couldn't watch oh, it. No, couldn't I watch. Like, I don't care what they did or how they did it. I couldn't watch it. Like, that's, that's, that's just too gruesome. And it, it, even, like, Nick Gage... <laughs> the Domino's Pizza ambassador himself. Um, <laughs> like, he can bleed like a pig. Like a pig. But when he gets that pizza cutter out, oh, oh that's too far. I think that was, that was perfect timing, especially with that advert. Five, five, you can, like, Nick Gage could whack somebody over there 500 times with a light tube. But the minute he starts getting it in with, oh, that's, that's too far. Way too far. <laughs> Oh dear. oh dear, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, do you remember the first event you attended as a fan? Um, I'm still an event virgin. 
Um, I've, I've I've always been I, I, call me a wrestling snob. I've st- I've always stuck my nose up at house shows because mm-hmm. what, what that, that yes it's wrestling yes it's but that's not the product is it? It's no. not the full immersive storyline canon product, and the the likelihood of WWE running a pay per view this year means I actually have something to invest in now. NXT UK is fine. But you ha- you have to do your research. It's still for a, a level of fan that you can't just go in and go right. This is this is great. You, you have to go. Well, that's Volta. He's had his run through Germany and and, and progress. You now need to know about progress. And then no, no, but like you, you have to know. And it's great. But I, I I'm 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 at a point where I also want to enjoy it just casually. And I'm not going to go to a house show. And, and see that where it doesn't make too much sense. I'd much rather go to a show that means something, like a pay-per-view, like they're going to do in 2022. And, well, I think we're, we're in a, a fortunate position, Liam, to, that both WWE and AEW are aware that the UK are hungry for a main pay-per-view. Absolutely, absolutely. That we're promised craving cottage for AEW eventually. I mean, even before the pandemic, we're, we're going to get fight for the fallen. Um, I would hope that in the next 12 months, we'd get two, maybe three between the big two uh, to, to go to and, and to witness. And even the rumour of the WWE plan to run the UK show on the same weekend as All Out, which is a bold move to do. But the, the, we, will, we will go out in droves to get tickets and, and go because they could book the worst cards possible yeah. and make our truth the world champion. We would still come out and pop and Absolutely. go wild. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what what events would you like to go to? Insurrection, <laughs> <laughs> capital carnage. Give me them back. <laughs> um, whatever crap they want to put on in in the UK. I mean, I remember at one point um, during the gruesome Jamal Khashoggi saga of whether WWE should stick with the Saudi Arabia deal, they were flirting with turning it into the UK's tour, um, which would have been fascinating. But, you know, we, we've seen, like, it, it seems quite an- anonymous now, but when they did that one-off show in Melbourne at the MCG, it shows that they are willing to do it. So whatever they call it, they might call it Bash of the Beach or... I don't know, slambery or what something stupid. We'll still go, <laughs> yeah. we'll still watch it. <laughs> um but I also don't believe we'll get a, a big five. We won't get a money in the bank SummerSlam over here, even though it's 30, 30 years since Brett and Bulldog at uh, uh Wembley, they won't uh, give it to us. It's it's a piss take, but that's wrestling. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh how has wrestling evolved from when you first watched it? To where it is now, it's 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 grown off the scale, hasn't it? Like sure. as, as I said, like in two thousand and five, you were watching it on Sky. Obviously, yes, you had to have Sky box office or Sky Sports to to understand what was going on. And now we are watching wrestling at a touch of a button, and a, a plethora of wrestling, even something we haven't really talked about. Um, so far as, as sort of the the wide range of wrestling there is available right now, even across WrestleMania weekend is mm-hmm. nuts. We we spoke about um, Ring of Honor and, and impacted their multiverse and matches. 
yeah, you've got Effie's Big Grey Brunch. You've got um, Bloodsport by GCW. You've got a woman fighting a bear. You've got expert fighting. You've got all <laughs> like Buff Bagwell for uh, in, in an indie show across the weekend. Like you've got so much madness up there. There's something for everyone, and I think that's a bit of thing. The main message for uh, for wrestling fans in this day and age is that you may not like this product, but you'll like this product because this is for you. There's something for everyone, and you can't hate a product because somebody else will like it. And it's it's a great place to be. Um, and then there's Japan. Then there's New Japan Pro Wrestling, All Japan Pro Wrestling, which is just wrestling turned up to 11. Um, where it's, you know, it is strong style. It is hard. It is as close to real as you're going to get. Um, even sometimes you don't believe that they're doing a storyline because of that physical and that immersed in, in, in the respect and the, the art of wrestling that it's too good to be true absolutely absolutely so a few more questions as we begin to wind down what what in wrestling do you think needs to improve um it, it it's a hard one because wrestling grows at its own rate doesn't it absolutely um, take take the, the the dawn of the network in 20 14 um that was coming about at a time where netflix was growing and you know you could watch more shows on demand and you know youtube was was having a growth and twitch was having a growth and like it, it came at a point where we were entering a, a different era and i think for me it's it's just getting better as what the audience ex- is requiring and expecting like we've got um Ronda Rousey taking on Charlotte Flair and Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, two UFC fighters who have entered the WWE, taken on the the the, the pressure of uh, becoming sports entertainers away from mixed martial artists and being able to still make it popular, if not more popular, um, by them just being there. Um, it's it, we are appealing more to the mainstream and. Yes, there are times where the silly bollocks like Johnny Knoxville, like Logan Paul, like Bad Bunny, and and so on. But we're here for it because at least the, you know wrestling fans are getting the mainstream attention, which are attracting more people to the product. People are going to be looking at Stone Cold Steve Austin and go, "Oh, hang on, that was that fellow from the oh, what's he doing? Oh, this is what he's doing, and this this is Kevin Owens. This is the you know it's it's growing at a rate that it needs to, and I think ultimately, as long as it keeps up with the times. Um, and we don't go to 10 years from now and, and they decide to bring Bra and Panji's matches back, um, then we'll do what we're doing all right. Awesome, awesome. So, do you have an all time favorite match? <sighs> Taking Michael's 25. Wow, Perfect. what a match, by the way. That Perfect. is a, probably one of my favorites, with the exception of, of uh, Sim Snooker fucking up. And not being able to catch the Undertaker, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> that is a great match, great, great match, dream match. What match do you want to see? Um, ooh. 
I mean, CM Punk versus MJF was an astonishing feud, and the dog collar match delivered, and even the the, the match on Dynamite was was something else. Um, Oh, because I, 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 this is it. In, in wrestling, you've sort of seen it, virtually seen it all. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we 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 didn't get Sting versus Taker. Obviously, we didn't get Hogan versus Austin. Um, oh, that's a, that's a hard question. Um, I'm gonna say. versus um powerhouse hobbs i think anything with powerhouse hobbs would be an interesting match because i really i actually is a guy that's actually grown on me a little bit yeah that's a yeah that's i'd go with that one last question where do you see the rest of the industry in the next five years um I think, as I said, continuing to grow. Um, we'll still be talking about two-night WrestleManias. We'll still be selling out 100,000-seater stadiums. We'll still be talking about mad mainstream um, events. Um, and I think we'll see in the next year or two um, the big two. AEW and, and WWE continuing to go international. Um, and we we might see bigger pay-per-views coming to, not just to the UK, but also to Japan, Australia, um, Brazil, um, Europe, like I, I can, I, even South Africa, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, because they have to expect, now that the COVID restrictions has held them back, I think now that there's the time they pounce and they really grow. Awesome. And that pretty much wraps it up. So don't forget to tune in tomorrow night to just another effing podcast as we cover all things uh, WrestleMania. And that's 1 p.m. Eastern. Luke, before we head off, mate, is there anything you want to plug? Just just, just remind me who you do that effing podcast with. Just, just uh, remind me. <clears throat> JFB and Canada Drive. You do that podcast with that Canada ass wipe and the JFB who thinks he knows it all. <laughs> well, let this be a lesson for you, Sunshine. What you have just seen is a masterclass on how to do a podcast, my friend. What you have witnessed is what Buckabam Entertainments get on a daily basis. What you have witnessed is what the AFW gets on a weekly basis and what you will witness is the glory and the prestige of your future <laughs> afw world champion for i am the prestigious one the great one luke anthony <sighs>
Luke, thank you so much for being part of the magic. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and I'll see you all in the next one. Magic Man, out. <laughs>